This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome. This is somewhat of an ad hoc Blood Red, a, a mini special we've got for you. Myself, Guy Clark, joined by Ian Doyle. And the reason we are joining you is because Liverpool have announced plans to extend Anfield yet further. The Anfield Road stand up for development. And uh, our chief Liverpool writer, Ian Doyle, is with me to tell us all about it. And Ian, exciting times. Exciting, yes. Hello, by the way. Nice <laughs> to speak to you. Yeah, um, yeah, it is exciting. I mean, this is something that's been in the offing for quite some time, basically since Liverpool announced that we're going to redevelop the main stand. The option of redeveloping the Amphill Road end was always on the cards. Uh, anybody who's been following the story will know that Liverpool put in a planning application, a parallel one with the main stand. Uh, that lapsed, or they allowed it to lapse in September. And that was under the uh, the premise that they were going to launch a new or issue a new planning application. And that is the plan which they're going to try and go ahead with. Uh, basically, we've seen, you know, and, and everybody will now see the the plans. Uh, the idea is that basically they're going to make the Alfair Road end into a 16,000-seater uh, stand. Uh, they're going to put a new tier on the on the back of the... Uh, well, basically, they're going to extend the, the stand. Uh, they're going to put... A, the, the upper tier, sorry, is going to go far out and they're going to get an extra 7,000 seats in. Most of them will be general admission. There will be some hospitality, but uh, I'll stop saying some stuff, otherwise you have nothing to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was going to say, looking at some of the pictures we've been able to see, mm. it looks as though quite often when stadiums are built and sort of done bit by bit, they don't always marry up, but looking at the pictures, it does look as though it is going to sort of be kind of linking in quite well with the main stand and Anfield is going to be sort of refurbed and given that fresh feel. Well, yeah, I mean, it's going to, as I say, the picture that we've seen, it looks like a mini version of the main stand, basically. Yeah. I mean, it is two tiers, not three tiers, like the uh, the, the main stand is the, the, there's not quite the same level of hospitality, which means you're going to be able to get more, you know, everyday fans are going to get in there. And the outside, the kind of the, the you know, the area outside the, the stand is similar to the area that's outside the main stand and the actual brickwork on the back of the stand looks similar to the main stand. So it is just kind of a uniformity and, and the the actual roof will be level with the uh, the main stand at the moment. So it's got this slightly odd thing now where it'll take the ground up to 61,000, but it'll leave the cop, which, you know, arguably the most famous yep. end stand anywhere in world football, will now be the smallest one of the four that are at Anfield. And as you say, it's quite hard to actually picture that, but... Talking of the general admission part, people listening into this probably always wanting to get along to Anfield and struggle to do so. But that seems to be quite a big factor, certainly for the Liverpool fans, because Anfield could be probably made three times bigger than Mm. it already is and you'd still fill it. But this now, general admission, it it seems a good idea. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be seven uh, seven thousand extra seats of which general admission will form the majority of them. I mean, because it's so early in terms of the detail, Liverpool, you know, don't, don't exactly know how many that's going to be. But the fact is, it's still going to be many thousand more fans will be able to go and watch the games. And personally speaking, I regard it as an opportunity for Liverpool to perhaps do something a bit more creative with the ticketing. I know that they, because they're so early, as we say, in, in terms of the actual detail of it, that the Liverpool haven't really had a look at anything specific with the Amphill Road in regards to ticket prices. Um, but I'd suggest that if it's a good chance to try and get more local fans in, get them in early and ensure that, you know, Liverpool aren't going to be winning the European Cup every single year. There will be fallow periods on the pitch just to make sure that you get the fans in and get them into the routine of watching Liverpool and, and they'll be coming for years to come. And in recent years, the last decade or so, as different teams have built new stadiums, improved stadiums, 60,000 seems to sort of be the ballpark figure for mm. the top six clubs. And this is going to be 61,000. And I think it'll only be behind 
United and Spurs in terms of capacity size? I mean, you're never going to get up to United, I don't think. I think United's the only one that's going to be that that high in terms of a in terms of a club stadium in England. I mean, the Tottenham one. I know that there are some fans who probably would see 61,000 because initially it was meant to be 60,000. It was the talk and you know, only 1,000 more. But I think when people see the plans and there's certain things, that, you know, structurally and also the right to light and all of that kind of stuff that they're not, they're only allowed to build to a certain height. So there isn't a lot else they can do with the Alfair Road and they're, they're, they're trying to get to the maximum, get the most amount of people in, get the capacity up to 61,000. As you say, it'd be more than Arsenal, it'd be more than City. Um, not quite the same as Tottenham, but Tottenham's a completely new stadium. And you know, Liverpool have managed, they made that decision, didn't they, a while ago, FSGs. They looked at the options of whether to stay at Anfield or whether to, to build a new stadium. You know, and they've decided to stay at Anfield and you'd have to say it's paid off, certainly paid off with the main stand. There's no reason to think it won't pay off with this. Football fans always get impatient. They want to see transfers, they want to see more strikers, they want to see more goals. But you can't really... Obviously, in the summer, there was no major transfers done, but you can't fault FSG in perhaps this year having turned the attention to the infrastructure off the pitch, allowing Liverpool to perhaps have more sustained success on it. I mean, it's the training ground, isn't it, Kirby? Uh, they're going to move from Melwood. I think it's uh, the end of this season, isn't it, of the summer? Um, I know uh, colleague Paul Gorse was amongst those who went and had a look at what well, the progress last week of the new training ground. It looks very good. Um, but yeah, that's, they spent £50 million on that. They're going to spend... You know, they haven't quite got the actual costs yet because there's a detail and you know, until they get the actual final planning permission, if they get it, of course. I mean, because there's going to be a two-part consultation which starts on Friday, starting with local residents, and they'll move on from there. Um, £60 million is the ballpark figure they're looking at. So if you add that onto the £50 million for the training ground and the £100 million, I think it's in excess of £100 million. That's more than £200 million on infrastructure. Could have gone on Mbappe. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly, yeah. But he would have been playing like a stadium that wasn't anywhere near as good and who knows whether these players would have come otherwise. So, you know, the other way looking at it, it's uh, it's cheaper than uh, than Alison Becker. It certainly is. And it is exciting times for Liverpool. And you get the feeling now that it is the case of building and building whilst successful. You mentioned Old Trafford and Anfield will never get to that size. But Man United through the 90s did seem to gradually build mm. through success. And it seems as though Liverpool are now doing that. I mean, yeah. I mean, you look at United, they've, this is a bit different now, isn't it? Where, where they're now looking to not so much redevelop Old Trafford, but spruce it up a bit. Yeah. It looks a little bit tired. Certainly when you've got the likes of the Tottenham Stadium we mentioned, Liverpool's new stand and this, you know, hopefully this new stand at Anfield Road and it'll get built. It's kind of just raising the bar. I think with Liverpool's, it's interesting because everyone who sees the main stand, I mean, take it for granted now, but when it first got built, everyone was like, wow, we've never seen anything like this in terms of just a single stand because of everything else that was, was in it. But what it managed to also do, it managed to preserve the atmosphere of Anfield, and in fact, has added to it because it just seems it's because it's so big and it, but it just seems so loud at times. Which is, you know, anyone who's been going to Anfield for years and years will know that the main stand was basically where all the old people sat, all the older people, I should say, sat and grumbled their way through and they never sang. But you know, main stand coming up with songs all the time now, so yeah, maybe the Anfield Road can do that as well. I mean, the other point to make is Liverpool's, as far as we're aware, they're still planning for away fans to be in the in the Anfield Road end, quite whereabouts. They don't know because I say it's too early, but that's where they'll be housed. But it will still leave lots of thousands of seats extra for Liverpool fans to watch the game. And one final point, in terms of 
time frame? Do we have any indication on that at this moment in time? No, other than the actual consultation, as we say, the first part starts on Friday. They're hoping the second part will start early next year and then that will allow them to put in a detailed planning application in the spring. I mean, after that, they don't know. I mean, Liverpool, uh, they don't know. So that's why there is no, there is no yeah. answer to it, basically. We, we've seen with Everton Stadium... Um, the difficulties they've got there and just getting the, the the actual project started. Obviously with Liverpool it's a bit different because the Anfield Road is already there, the stadium's already there, so it'd be a lot quicker in terms of getting it started to get that plan and approved. The other thing to point out is that FSG are paying for this. It's not they're not taking out an extra loan. It's all they wanted a you know, it's all part of the um current banking facility. Um so there won't be any extra, you know, strain put on on the club and also the as we saw with the main stand, it won't have any impact on the any players that they want to sign. That was something that was completely separate. Same again with the training ground. I mean, so you could argue that's what more than two hundred million pounds set aside for this infrastructure that has made no impact on actual the buying of players. And then in that period, Liverpool have spent more than fifty million pounds on three separate individual players and reached two Champions League finals. Exactly, yeah. And they are what was it at the moment? It's eight points eight, clear. Yeah. And got their club record total in the. Premier League last year without actually winning it. So it's some going. Uh, and of course, it's the success on the field breeds success off the field. So you obviously Liverpool doing so well under Jurgen Klopp has helped maybe make minds upon we need to do this now. We need to move things along, strike while the hand's hot. But, you know, the stand, when, if, probably going to be when it gets built, is going to be there for 25, 30, 35 years. So that's like a, a monument to, you'd have to say, the vision of the current owners and while we always get or often get accused of being FSG apologists, this, that and the other, that's just a statement of fact, is the fact that where previous ownerships or previous regimes haven't been able to build a new stadium, haven't been able to build a new stand. Yeah. You know, some of the, you know, the Centenary stand did get, well, it's like any like beach stand, did get redeveloped a new tier. The cop got rebuilt. The Anfield Road End did get changed slightly, modified slightly. But the big statements have come from FSG, and that's you know as we say, it's helped that it's. I mean, it's taken them a long time. I mean, they've been there more than nine years now, but you know, it took six years, and then the main stand was built. Probably another four or five years, and after that, and then the Anfield Road end gets built, and they've managed to improve the performance of the team on the pitch and the commercial side as well. So, in that sense, they can't really be argued with. No, far cry from 10, 15 years ago where pipe dreams of a, a new stadium yes. and everything were floated around and waved under everyone's noses only to be taken away. This actually looks as though it could be concrete. Well, that's it. They've, pr- they've proven it, haven't they? I mean, the designs, when they've put the designs out for the various things we've just mentioned, it's then gone and got built. Yep. So there's nobody's going to look at these designs and go, that's never going to happen because... Yeah, the fruit, the, the you know, the proof of the pudding. Sorry, is literally just to the left of it with yeah. the main stand being yeah. there. Like there it is. That's what's what it's getting attached to. So it'd be interesting to see what happens with Liverpool, the stadium itself. You take the club away from it because Liverpool are also going to apply for a new uh, planning application to host events every single year in the off season in the, in the summer. And I know that that's going to be, that might be a sticking point with some of the, well, I would imagine it would be a sticking point with the local residents because, okay, while they know quite well there's a stadium there and it's been there for a hundred odd years, they probably expected quite rightly that in June and July, parts of August, or at least it's going to be quiet then. Yeah. But now there's going to be 
you know, the, we had the three concert this year. Who was it? Let's like, take that pink and Bon Jovi. See, I remembered. Um, <laughs> and they were all full, you know, and that was kind of a trial run for something that Liverpool are going to look for Talk in of the Callum future. Smith wanting to box there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. It's becoming a venue that's not just about the football or not just about Liverpool and football. There's been some internationals there. Brazil were there. Was it last year? It was last year before the World Cup, played Croatia. And it's, I don't know whether or not Liverpool could end up applying to be a host of the Champions League final. I mean, whether there's other stuff around it, you're looking at, it's not just about the stadium, it's about the hotels and the infrastructure. Whether that's possible, I don't know. But, you know, conceivably, you know, Liverpool... The sixty-one thousand capacity stadium. They they would have now the capacity to go on and do more things with the stadium, which I think is something else FSG want to look at. Yeah, very interesting indeed. Well, Ian, thanks a lot for talking us through all of the detail there. Ian will be back alongside Paul Gorst and the rest of the gang for Friday's Blood Red podcast, of course, reacting to Jurgen Klopp's press conference ahead of taking on Brighton in the Premier League. Thanks for joining us for now, though. And until next time, it's bye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.